0: This episode is sponsored by TrueLearn, an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. TrueLearn is the only company I trusted for Comlex Level 1 prep last year and Level 2 prep this year. Each TrueLearn practice question has detailed answer explanations and concise bottom lines for customizable studying. TrueLearn also has amazing USMLE smart banks as well as subscriptions for shelf or coma exams. Go to TrueLearn.com and use one of my special discount codes I have for up to $35 off your subscription. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. TrueLearn is the first-line solution for excelling on exams. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson and this is Firstline. Here to bring listeners of all backgrounds together to discuss whole body health and wellness. Through an osteopathic lens, First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, hot topics in healthcare, the journey to becoming a physician, mental health, relationships, and even philosophy. All while holistically addressing the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Firstline is available on Spotify and Anchor, Apple, Google, Breaker, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon and Audible, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Castro, Player FM, Podbean, TuneIn, Reason, and iHeartRadio. I'm so happy to have you join me for another episode of First Line. We are going through all nine of the Enneagram numbers, and this episode is about Enneagram 7. Sevens are known as the optimist and the adventurer. Their core desire is to be satisfied, to be content, to be happy, to be unrestrained, and to be free. Sevens are very fun people who stay positive and look at the bright side. They tend to be very funny and they seek pleasure above all else. An Enneagram seven may also describe themselves as a people person. They make friends pretty easily and often have an infectious energy to them. They may sound like they are required to be an extrovert, but they can also be introverted as well. And often sevens, introverted or extroverted, can be just as happy while alone than with people. Sevens often take risks and they are curious, they tend to be entrepreneurial, and they just see possibilities that others might not see. They have a great ability to strategize. They are often very clever and have brilliant minds, especially when it comes to brainstorming for new ideas. They are often seen as pretty playful and spontaneous. They often move from one thing to another pretty quickly, and they almost always focus on the positive sides of different situations. With this comes an imperative ability to focus on the present moment and also an immunity to feelings for the most part. They may need to slow down their pace so that others can catch up because they're very future-oriented. They're always thinking about what the next thing is going to be. They also don't like to face difficulties, so they they choose the positive and they often ignore subconsciously the negatives to situations. They often have multiple projects at a time because they choose to have constant mental stimulation, almost as a crutch or a defense mechanism to ignore difficulties, because sevens subconsciously know that when they are bored, when they are not actively doing something, then their mind starts to wander and then they might have these unpleasant feelings or these thoughts about difficulties, which they would prefer just not to have. And when they do experience difficulties, they often just remove themselves from the situation, if possible. People will often perceive them as not being serious enough in certain situations, like in school, Uh, children who are sevens will often be yelled at. They are often like the class clown, or they just like to talk during class, or they are very fidgety, or they just like to play and not focus as much on schoolwork. And adult sevens can have this problem to an extent too. Of course, everyone matures, but sevens just kind of have more of this Peter Pan type quality to them that they never want to stop having fun and kind of being a little bit childlike. And I think some of what I am talking about with the characteristics of a seven might sound a little bit like ADHD or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder with being easily distracted, not being able to focus, even having this amount of energy and being spontaneous, not being able to be serious and to sit in class, um, especially as a child. And yes, this can sound a lot like ADHD, but you can be any of the Enneagram numbers and have ADHD. So it does not also mean that Every Enneagram 7 has ADHD either. It's really important to differentiate functionality in what can be a mental health diagnosis and what is actually inherently part of your personality. So with the 7, their goal, their deepest desire is always to focus on obtaining happiness and to be satisfied Whereas anyone that has ADHD, they might not necessarily have have that goal, and often they don't. Usually it's something out of their control. They're not doing it on purpose. They could very well be trying to focus and trying to do well, but they don't really have that reasoning behind it as looking on to the next thing to gain happiness and to be unrestrained and to be free. And also, you can have Enneagram 7s that very much do not look like they have ADHD. Many of them, when they do have something that they're pursuing that is a project of whatever sort or any activity that brings them joy, they won't have any of these symptoms of not being able to be focused because they don't have ADHD. And they're able to do that because it's meeting their goals of achieving their desire and allowing them to be happy. So then they don't have any of those focus issues because the reason why they have those traits is because they're doing something that does not meet their desire. I think it is very common that Enneagram 7s can be misdiagnosed as having ADHD, and I think also a lot of people with ADHD might think that they're an Enneagram 7 when after a deep reflection of what their desires and what their reasoning actually is. And also, if someone does have ADHD and is an Enneagram 7, when they do receive medication for their ADHD, that part of their personality doesn't go away. They're still very much playful, easily distracted. That never goes away because it's part of their personality. So 7's might in the workplace be just seen as not serious enough. They might be just a little bit more laid back, but that's going to look different for every seven. The seven will either feel trapped or even sad when they don't have this sense of freedom, that they have a sense of being able to be positive and not having to be serious. From what I've said, you can maybe kind of understand that sevens often, not always, have trouble with commitment when it comes to maybe signing a contract for a long-term job, or it can be romantically like getting into a relationship or getting married. Sevens, just like the multiple projects that they might have going on at one time and always thinking future-oriented, what's the next thing? Sevens kind of fall victim to. Thinking about, well, what what would happen if a better relationship, a better job, or a better potential significant other shows up, then I'm going to be stuck and I won't be able to pursue this opportunity. And a lot of sevens can get over this, but it is definitely a struggle that other numbers don't deal with to the same extent. So the vice for sevens is gluttony. This just refers to kind of their indulgence of all of the pleasures of life. They really want to sample everything that life has to offer without limitation. They want this freedom to pursue pleasure in whatever that looks like for a seven and they're always just looking for more, more, more. They're never really satiated. They're always looking for the next thing, Um, and they often just jump around from experience to experience and never really being content, even though it's really what they're searching for. If you are constantly moving, you might not actually have future-orientedness of being able to plan what you want your life to look like because you're just looking for these immediate fixes to your needs of being content. And then also at the same time, you're ignoring really the seriousness of things in life and feelings. And you're just kind of numbing yourself uh, with these experiences or, or these relationships whatever it means for the seven and that's gonna vary drastically so the virtue for the seven what they should really strive for is sobriety and by sobriety i really mean like being grounded and being present and being undistracted and part of sobriety is also this sense of being in touch with themselves and with the present moment instead of running like an energizer bunny wherever their interests lie and based off of passion and excitement that they feel sobriety allows sevens to be present to what is actually in front of them which is crazy because the seven's deepest desire is to be content But their instinct of being go, go, go all the time is almost preventing them from achieving that feeling of content because it prevents them from actually sitting in the current situation and just being, being happy and being content. Sevens are always just chasing after this feeling of being content instead of finding that feeling where they are. It is often said that sevens also have a limited range of emotions, the half range of the happy side. So they are rarely in touch with feelings like sadness or anger unless they consciously and deliberately go there. They may only connect with these feelings Also, if they encounter a situation that they cannot reframe or they can't see the bright side of, this could be very personal, like suffering with a medical condition or addiction, or it could be because of another person, like a loved one passing away. These are just a few examples, but what I mean is any situation that has to be confronted head-on and can't be reframed. In these situations, the seven will go to the opposite extreme and experience very deep sadness other people in their life will notice a 180 degree shift that is very concerning to the people in their lives for sevens to truly reach sobriety they have to have a situation like this or they have to know the enneagram and be deeply self-reflective but many sevens can go their whole lives and be completely successful in life without obtaining their virtue because they are such brilliant thinkers and have a strong forward drive. However, I would argue, and this applies to all numbers, that you are not really achieving your fullest potential until you are truly working towards your virtue. So the animal that the Enneagram seven corresponds with is the monkey because of their search for adventure and also pleasures, and also the butterfly because of its beauty and its lightness and its freedom. Really what the Enneagram 7 really strives to be is like this picture of a butterfly and its freedom. The unconscious childhood message for the Enneagram 7 is it is not okay to depend on anyone for anything. It is not okay to depend on anyone for anything. So 7s, they hear this from society, so from from their parents, from their teachers, from adults in their life growing up, and this dictates their deepest desire, and then also what actions they choose to take. They feel like they have to do everything themselves, and that is why they are so future-oriented and know that they alone are in charge of their own happiness and they can't rely on anyone else to give that to them. This is why Enneagram sevens seek freedom because they don't trust others that may take their happiness away or just not be able to give it to them. So they have to really do this themselves. And so because of this, sevens can often be very independent And like I said, a lot of times, they don't really have to rely on anyone else to make them happy, even if they are extroverted. And so the lost childhood message of the Enneagram 7, and this is the message that they do not receive when they are younger, is, you will be taken care of. You will be taken care of. And not a lot of 7s believe this. They always think that they have to do it all themselves, But sevens really benefit from learning that they can trust other people and they can rely on other people to help them achieve their goal and to provide some stability into their lives. Sevens move to one in stress and to five in security. So sevens enter growth and security when they are allowed to bloom and when they feel appreciated as who they are instead of just the positivity that others are grown to expect from them, especially in a group setting, when they do just feel appreciated for who they are, they enter the space of five, which may not make a ton of sense on the surface, but Sevens and fives are both deep thinkers, but the difference lies in the goal of the thinking. So while sevens think about what pleasure they can add to their lives and to others, fives will think about gaining knowledge in order to feel secure. So sevens, when they tap into this new way of thinking with slightly different goal, they can now not just think for themselves, but they can also be a little bit more reflective on the past while keeping the future in mind and they can have a little bit more tangible ideas instead of the loftier ideas and the dreaming quality that a lot of sevens have and in the space of five they can also have a better connection to the natural world and overall just have a calmer presence so Sevens are stressed in situations in which they feel like they can't be themselves. They are then brought back down to the present, especially if something demands their attention. And something that demands their attention could be as small as things like everyday chores that would not bring any other number into their stress number, but... This could really affect the seven. Um, Anything that takes sevens away from all the fun that they're having can be a stressor no matter how mild that stressor is. So luckily they enter one space to do something and be able to do it well with attention to detail, self-control, and judgment about things not meeting expectations. So many sevens actually love their oneness that they can tap into especially if they can activate the good side of one to just be very um, efficient. But otherwise, they can go to the unhealthy side of one and can obsess about not doing things right and become really hard on themselves, which seems like it could be the opposite of how a seven usually functions. So it's important to know that sevens only partially connect with feelings because their core number as a 7 only really has like the happier half of emotions and also even in stress and security they never really connect to any of the feeling numbers none of the numbers that they have access to are in the heart triad so ones and fives are not feeling numbers they're not in the heart triad so they never really reach a number where they can have this intuitive interpersonal feeling space. So sevens have to work a lot on guided thinking about their feelings. Otherwise, sevens that encounter things like trauma or loss that cannot be fixed by their positivity, they can easily flip the switch and find themselves in the other extreme of negativity paired with hopelessness. So Sevens are often misunderstood because they are expected to be positive all the time and lift others up, but they are human like everyone else, and they do have some changes of emotion, even with reframing. And sevens don't have to be their bubbly selves all the time, but others start to expect that from them, and the seven continues to get positive reinforcement from that especially since their energy is just infectious. So other people pick up that infectious energy and give it right back. And it's just this nice cycle that makes sevens really happy and kind of meets their desires. So sevens can feel really bad when they can't be their happy selves for whatever reason. And they might even feel like they're letting others down and that they're going to break this cycle and other people won't Have fun with them anymore, really. And this leads to a really bad feedback loop because they are just going to stay happy even if they might not feel it 100% on the inside. It's kind of like a fake it till you make it type thing that they keep reframing and reframing and pushing more feelings to the side as they just stay happy, happy, happy. But please know that sevens are not happy 100% of the time, even though it might seem that way. They often have deeper feelings beneath the surface that they are not sharing with the world and a lot of times they don't feel like they can even share with themselves. So the takeaway here is that sevens seek to attain pleasures of the world and live in positivity using thinking as their primary tool in the world. It's important to note that sevens are often perceived by others as often making excuses and sevens can use excuses as a way to get out of things that are serious or mundane, really anything that is slowing them down from pursuing their desires and what they actually want to do. So in order to not be perceived that way from others is to focus on sharing the real why instead of making excuses, and this helps to maintain relationships and also show a little bit more of a vulnerability side, but sevens really do struggle with this, and These areas of growth are really easier said than done, but at least acknowledging these areas of opportunity is a really good first step. Maybe choose one to really work on. Sevens have the biggest hurdle with being convinced that there is anything in their life that they need to change. They are having so much fun, so why mess that up? But I hope this episode may have made you at least realize that your potential is amazingly high and that your deepest desire is attainable if you have a little bit more self-reflection and if you depend on others a little bit more and really hear and understand your lost childhood message as well. So as far as room for growth for the seven, I would say working on listening to others is really important. Not everyone else in the world has the same worldview as you knowing the other Enneagram numbers is super effective with this. And just be open to constructive feedback. A lot of times sevens push anything negative to the side, especially if it's about them. Why would they hear negativity and allow that to enter their lives? But I really would challenge you to kind of listen to that and reflect on it. There's a reason why someone's saying it. Most of the time, they're not saying it in order to be negative and to bring you down. They're saying it because they care about you and they want you to improve. But sevens find that probably most difficult compared to any of the other numbers, but for a different reason that other numbers might not want criticism. And for sevens, I would say be willing to learn, especially from other Enneagram numbers. Sevens have a very unique energy to them. And a lot of times they can look to other numbers as being like downers or slowing them down or being too feeling oriented. But there's a lot that we can learn from other Enneagram numbers. And that's true for any number that there's so much to learn from the other numbers. And that's why I really have been emphasizing the importance of listening to all of the episodes because a huge part of The Enneagram is to know the other numbers and know how you work with other numbers and being able to just optimize the relationships in your life. So sevens are no exception to this. Another thing I would say to work on is to try to finish what you start and avoid being distracted by new opportunities. And this takes a lot of diligence and it probably takes... Also, some external motivation as well to have people check up on you and just have accountability partners, making sure that you're sticking to your goals. But I know a lot of sevens, even after they finish a project, they don't like to look back to see what they have done. They're just ready for the next one. But there's a lot of learning opportunity that can come from that if you're willing to give that a try. And then another thing is Enneagram sevens really have a hard time committing to relationships. And I would say that without commitment, whether that is a romantic relationship or a friendship or even like a workplace relationship, you're not going to get the best out of those relationships if you don't make a commitment. Even with a friendship, to make plans ahead of time to hang out, to have the foresight that yes, I can commit to this friendship enough to plan a few weeks out to do something together. That shows commitment to a person where whereas a lot of people that are friends with sevens they feel a little bit disposable almost. So it's important as a seven to really let people know that you care about them, and that's kind of a hard thing to do. Sevens have no problem having fun and doing things, but it's another step to tell people that you like to spend time with them and to make those plans ahead of time to let them know that you think about them. And then lastly, I would say, like a lot of the other numbers, really need to strive to pay attention to the present moment and to practice mindfulness and for the Enneagram 7 this is less of like a functional like how to succeed in the world type thing and more of uh this is how you actually achieve your deepest desire like this will help you actually be happy and actually feel content if you're able to do this but it's just interesting that the enneagram 7 the actions that they take doesn't actually fulfill their deepest desire and to know this especially at an early age really helps because i think a lot of enneagram 7s they don't really realize this until they are much older and more experienced in the world but that also requires them to reflect on the past as well and realize that they did, like, miss a lot of the present moments that they could have achieved their happiness because they were always chasing over the next thing. So, mindfulness practice, super important in Enneagram 7s. And that's all in the Enneagram 7. Thanks for listening, and we have two more episodes in the Enneagram Overview series. you so much for listening again i'm on instagram at first line podcast also on facebook facebook.com slash first podcast you can reach out for any questions comments suggestions feedback i'd love to hear from you thanks again